For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on everybody welcome to another edition of the top of thunder podcast i'm your host today dylan hunzinger and uh this is gonna be a special kind of episode it's gonna be something that we'll be implementing this season you know we have our weekly show in which we have two three four five however many members where we have our guests on you know we'll have that still but what we're trying to do is we want to give you guys more content you know, in this rat race of the Thunder content game, um, you know, consistency is key. And, you know, with the lives that we all li- live, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to have multiple people on at the same time consistently. So, I, uh, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, before Topic Thunder, I did a podcast called Thunder Chats. And, you know, it was basically, you know, it was me just on the microphone on my way to work, on my way back home. One take, you hear the turn signal, you hear the windshield wiper. But, you know, I do one take, I just do little miniature podcasts. It might be game recaps, might be game previews, um, might be addressing something in the news, or it might be, you know, just something creative and fun um, involving the Thunder roster. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. Um, so without further ado, you are tuned into Thunder Chats. Um, but yeah, so tonight's going to be, well, not tonight, this morning is going to be a little bit of a game recap in which the we talk about the game that happened last night, the season opener for the Oklahoma City Thunder, which we lost 107-86 to to the Utah Jazz. Now, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of great things that happened in this game. You know, if, if you remember last year, Andrew Schleck said this team's going to struggle to score 85 points. Well, we scored just above it with 86, and, you know, this is a different year, and Andrew Schleck doesn't want to make that bet again because, you know, uh, Mache and Co. was able to, you know, score more than that. And, and I believe this team is going to score more than 86 points on a consistent basis. But it was just not a great night in terms of efficiency. If you go through the starters, Baisley 5 of 14, Dort 2 of 10, Favors 2 of 9, Shea, 7-17, Giddy, 2-7. If you're looking for any kind of efficiency, it was on the bench. Jeremiah and Robinson Earl, he was 4-6 of six shooting, 2-3 from deep. Uh, Kenny Hustle, 3-5 of five shooting, 1-2 of two from deep. Isaiah Roby was 4-8 of eight shooting. He was 0-3 from deep, but, you know, he, he split his shots. And Trey Mann, which, you know, the guy that really struggled all preseason, 
had a really nice showing off the bench, four of seven shooting, one of two from deep. Well, let me tell you what, <laughs> that one of the two threes that he took was nasty. Came to the end of the first quarter, um, time winding down, got the ball, came across the left wing, Gobert switched on him off the pick, gave a nice little step back jumper, nailed it over Gobert's outstretched arm. It was it, it was beautiful. It was poetry motion. It was it was why we drafted Trey Mann for a shot creation, and it was on full display tonight. He had a really nice game. He had nine points, like I said. Um, but going back to the starters, you know, let, let's talk about Shea for a second. So we finished with 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, and like I said, he was seven to 17 shooting, one to seven from deep, three to five from the line. So the 50, 40, 90 <laughs> prediction that I've had. You know, going back to last year's, not looking great right now, but it is important to note this is one game. And as much as we talked about last year, what Shea was able to do with limited spacing on the floor, that was kind of an outlier. Like that that's something that isn't sustainable. You can't realistically put Shea out there without floor spacers and expect him to lead the league in drives and shoot in an efficient clip around the rim and his field goal percentage it's just not it's not something realistic that you can ask for and it kind of reared its ugly head tonight something that i thought was kind of interesting with shay is he seemed to really want to defer to his teammates tonight you know multiple times last season shay would drive to the rim and he would do some kind of crazy finish and you know we would just be sitting there with our jaws on the floor um tonight he would get to the rim and feel like he had a step on his man and he would try to thread the needle to Derek favors he would try to kick it out to door or basely or giddy to reset the offense it, it felt like shea was kind of in a deferral role now obviously he led the team in 17 shots he wasn't deferring like he wasn't over deferring he was obviously looking for a shot especially you know as the game went on he was trying to you know spark the offense a little bit um but, you know, a lot of that, uh, you know, I wonder if that's, like, a mindset going into this season. Like, you know, we kind of saw it in the preseason. Shea was, I think at one point he had, like, 20 assists and one turnover in, like, the first three preseason games. So it looked like Shea had, like, a point of emphasis on being more of a creator for his teammates. And so I wonder if that's a mindset or if it's more that it's Rudy Gobert around the rim. Because Rudy Gobert was an absolute monster. He only had one block, but, you know, his presence has fell out there any second he's on the court. He finished 16 points, 21 rebounds, by the way. Like, just an absurd stat line. I have him in fantasy basketball, so thank you for that, Rudy Gobert. Um, while we're down here on the Jazz side, I do want to address uh, Donovan Mitchell also struggled in terms of efficiency tonight. Six of 17, three of 10 from deep. Only one of one from the stripe, finished with 16 points. And that's the Lou Dort effect, man. You know, uh, Quinn Snyder was asked before the game um, why, uh, about Lou Dort's success on Donovan Mitchell. Like, I think they addressed it as like, Lou Dort was the most successful player in guarding Donovan Mitchell. And Quinn Snyder said, I imagine that's the case with a lot of players with Lou Dort. So, Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder knows what's up. Dort showed out again on defense. Uh, there was one play that could have gone viral. Um, Mitchell was driving 
with his right hand and did a nice little nasty snatchback dribble uh, to his left hand and kind of had Dord on skates a little bit, but he couldn't finish the jumper. And we all know if you don't finish the jumper, it doesn't happen. It, it didn't happen. It never happened. It doesn't matter. So, um, so kind of wrapping up here, going back to the starters. Um, you know, like I said, Lee Dort was great on defense. He knocked down uh, a tough layup early on in the game over Gobert. Um, he knocked down a three not very long after that from straight away off of an assist from uh, Roby, off of a tap-out rebound from Roby. And from there, man, Dort just couldn't get it going. His shot looked a lot less like what we saw this preseason, a lot more what we saw in the middle stages of last year. Like after he went through his whole hot shooting streak, you know, when it started to get a little clanky, that's what it started to look like. Somebody I was impressed with was Darius Basley, and yes, he didn't shoot well. Like I said, 5 of 14, 1 of 7 from deep. Uh, but he finished with 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. And something that I really noticed in the second half is he got aggressive. And if you've listened to anything I've said in the offseason about Darius Baisley, it's that I love an aggressive Darius Baisley. If he's open from three-point line, go ahead, shoot it. But too many times, he shoots contested threes and that's not his game his game is being aggressive and going to the basket and time and time again especially in the second half he did that and it paid off he had a monstrous dunk over Hassan Whiteside that was an M1 finish like be looking at your NBA top plays because it's it's definitely going to be in the top 10 I mean it, it, it was monstrous and you know Whiteside you know seven footer a guy with shot blocking prowess um, empty stats as well but um, you know for him to go contest Darius Baisley and like make legitimate contact and Baisley be able to finish over his outstretched arms and, and you know even going body to body with him was super impressive by Baisley. Um, he had another dunk not long after that just making a really smart cut and finishing with two hands. You know that's what I want to see more out of Darius Baisley. You know I can I said I want Darius Baisley to be our Ben Simmons, be a guy that focuses on defense, playmaking, and being aggressive. I don't really care if you shoot, like you know if you're open, absolutely shoot it. But those are the things that I think Darius Baisley needs to do in order to take the next step to being a high quality role player for us. But overall, I really enjoyed what Baisley did. Even on the defensive end, uh, there was times that Donovan Mitchell got switched on to Baisley and he just could not shake him. Baisley was staying with him. He was moving his hips, moving his, sliding his feet, and contesting the shot. And yeah, I was really, I came away really impressed by Baisley. Um, last thing that I want to say before we jump off of this special edition of Thunder Chats, um, Josh Giddy, man, you know, he, his stat line was pedestrian, you know, four points three assists he had 10 rebounds led the team in rebounds so keep an eye on that if you're picking your rebound leader for the thunder um but as we saw in the preseason dude just plays the game in an advanced way that other people don't have the privilege to do so um i mean we saw him finish with some assists out of the pick and roll to jeremiah robinson earl um i think to isaiah roby as well uh, Derek Favors got many, many giddy dimes, and he just could not convert them. It was the most frustrating thing of the night, obviously, honestly. Um, but he's fearless, man. His first NBA bucket came against Rudy Gobert. Driving on the left side of the lane, Rudy Gobert was closing down on the right, and Giddy put it up with his right hand off the glass. Money, man. 
He's fearless. I really love what I've seen in Josh Giddy in the preseason. And, you know, while he didn't do anything show-stopping tonight, you could still really see um, the high quality and the advanced reads that he makes out of the pick and roll and the way that he just thinks the game at a higher level than everybody else. So seven shots, I would kind of like to see him be a little bit more aggressive. He didn't take a single three. Um, you know, he shot – I can't, I can't exact. I think he shot around 40% from three. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think he shot around 40% from the preseason from three point line. So I would like to see him at least get up one or two, you know, just to keep the defense honest because um, they were definitely falling back on that. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, this is a team that is rebuilding, this is a team that is focusing on developing. Um, I didn't go into this game believing he was going to win this game. Um, I mean, it, it just it just is what it is. Um, that and also Jazz is one of the best teams in the NBA. They have one of the best defenses in the NBA. They have one of the best offenses in, in offenses. It says one of the best offenses in the NBA. Uh, they've got the Defensive Player of the Year in Rudy Gobert. He deters things away from the rim, which is where our guy Shea Gilles Alexander likes to operate. And you know they just have a, they're really well coached. So at the end of the day. We were probably always going to lose this game. When the Jazz are fully healthy, they're one of the best teams in the NBA. They finished with the best record in the league or in the West last year. And honestly, there's a roadmap for that happening again this year. So uh, nothing to read too much into. Remember, we're not looking at wins and losses this year so much as we're looking at growth and development in our young guys. And I, I think there was a lot of nice things to see tonight. Um, yeah, one more thing, just shout out Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I told y'all in Summer League, he's uh, consistently going to get, if he gets like 14 minutes of action, 10 points, 5 rebounds on 50% shooting. Um, he had 10 points, 2 rebounds on 4 of 6 shooting, 2 or 3 from deep. But he only played 13 minutes of action, so he gets a pass. So, yeah, love JRE. Um, I would like to see some more Aaron Wiggins, maybe some V Crecci, Crecci. And also, Ty Drum didn't get no run. And my guy Moose didn't get no run. Gabriel Deck didn't get no run. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next game. I believe it's Friday against the Houston Rockets. They got absolutely throttled by the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, it could probably be a more competitive game. It'll be our first action seeing Josh Giddy up against um, Jalen Green. So, that'll be fun. Um, guys, we're going to be recording a pod tonight. You know, talking a little bit more about this preseason game and also doing our season predictions for the Thunder. So definitely want to tune in there. I want to thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a great day. God bless. And you are listening to Thunder Chats. Ho! Don't forget, Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.